and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for joining us. We're live in the 1.30 Eastern hour or so, or whenever we just get fed up, we just end it. That's correct. Uh, That's how that works. Yeah. Uh, I got a list. Haven't checked it twice. All right. Let's see here. Um, Max Miller... Roberts to investigate. Dave Chappelle punch. Jeez. Or hello, Dolly. That's weird. That whole thing. Uh, let's do the punch uh, at the Hollywood Bowl with Dave Chappelle. Very serious situation. The punch. The punch. Uh, so some guy runs up on stage last night and attacks Dave Chappelle. This is at the Hollywood Bowl bowl they did arrest a guy his name is he's a lee his name is isaiah isaiah lee assault with a deadly weapon thirty thousand dollars bail um no motive yet they don't know how they got the weapon through security what was the weapon what was the weapon i don't know i think because i the initial reporting i heard was a gun but i never heard that confirmed well, whatever it was, if you're if they're asking how it got through security, the answer is security sucks. That's the answer. Okay. Although, uh, if you saw the pictures of him as they were loading him on the ambulance, security did a pretty good number on him. They looked like he had, they had separated his shoulders and turned him around backwards. It looked right, like some right. shit that uh, like Boris Malenko would have done back in the day of wrestling. All right, now Britt, permit me to do what used to be done on. The Tonight Show back in 1974, a sure. guest would come on, and there was this unwritten rule that you could never name another network. Correct. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do it here because I don't want to identify this person. Okay. Sure. But there is this person on another outlet. I don't want to say who it is. Um. They used to be on terrestrial radio. They've been on satellite for about 20 years. They make about $100 million. But Huge I don't want to say here. who it is. Yeah. Huge I'm, mystery. I'm tell you who it is. No, no. Try to decode okay. this one later. Right, right. All right. So uh, I agree with, with Howard Stern because this morning, his first ta- – and it's, it's always good to get the first thing, first uh, response without thinking about it. How come this guy had the shit beaten out of him and mm-hmm. Will Smith didn't? Will Smith didn't get grabbed. Nothing happened to Will Smith. Oh, he can't go to the Academy Awards for 10 years. And and this guy had the crap beaten out of him, and he's going to be charged with the crime. I think it's a fair criticism. It's what, a, what's the difference between what happened at the Hollywood Bowl and the Oscars? Well, there was if there was it, it isn't a question of well, oh, there was a gun involved, so they get to no, beat the shit out of him. First of all, being, what, what happened? What happened to Will Smith was being broadcast live to about three billion people across the planet in real time. I think that's that's one of your answers right there. Oh, wait, I think that would even that would even um, uh, speak no. for him more likely to be charged. He should be charged. There, everyone saw it. It's you like know, it's like. You don't find that there's a little bit of a problem with the Oscars that has, has had some sort of thing with diversity surrounding one of the richest guys in the world and dragging him out? You don't think that would have been a little bit of an issue for the Oscars, at least visually? But it's not up to the Oscars to decide if someone gets arrested and charged I, with crime. I agree. They're not the, I agree. Not the, what do you I think, agree. it's Disney World? I, you think you no, get to I, run the I, 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 Hang on. You're, you're, you're going off half-cocked. It's up to the person who was assaulted, and they asked the person, who was assaulted, they said, don't do anything. The police did ask Chris Rock if they wanted something done to, to Will Smith, and he said, no, do not do anything to that man. I am not pressing charges. So there's, there's a bit of a difference between these two situations. And I'm not saying uh-huh. that Will Smith was handled are in the best way possible. Are you on Will Smith's payroll? Are you, are you one of yes, his side huge men? fan. As you oh know, I've always God. been a huge well, fan. I support you. him all the way in this, in this entire situation. Yeah. With that very unfair joke that Chris Rock did against his wife. <laughs> right. Now, it is uh, noted here that Dave Chappelle, 
right after this happened, and he stayed on stage. And I think Jamie Foxx came to his aid. Yeah. Uh, he joked about it, handled it, and said, quote, it was a trans man. Oh. He had to go there. Yeah. And I love you, Dave. You're the best. No one does more creative. Uh, George Carlin was way more creative than you. Yeah, but, he was. Uh, but but, but did, you, did, you ha- did you have to do that? It doesn't help you. I know yeah. it doesn't hurt you. Nothing can hurt you. You're Dave Chappelle. I love you. But Jesus fucking Christ, shut the fuck up about it. What Did something happen to Chappelle in his life at some point that he thinks <sighs> that that's it's weird that he this is like the particular scab that he continues to pick you know i don't i don't know exactly what happened here but i'm glad he wasn't hurt i'm glad that the perpetrator was eventually uh, hauled away and the person yeah. who ended up in the ambulance was dave Chappelle. i mean i'm i'm happy for that i, I yeah it's a scary that's a scary situation that would be frightening if you're there cuz I, I think he'd done several shows at the hollywood bowl yeah. and then all what? of a sudden you're there and the guy just rushes the stage and I, I think we, we have to, to, to roll back for a moment and remind ourselves that up to this moment, Will Smith still has never directly contacted Chris Rock, hasn't apologized to him directly. There has been no apology. Whatever public relations statement that was put out is meaningless, and it's, it, it's way too late for that. My guess is that Will Smith has already been on the phone with the guy that punched out Chappelle and offered his support to him. <laughs> The, from what I saw, though, it looked pre- he did look pretty messed up when they loaded him in the ambulance. It looked like his his shoulders were turned kind of like inside out. It looked not yeah. great. Oh, good. That's fine. But th- see, that should have been Will Smith too. Oh, I know. <laughs> Will Smith played Muhammad Ali. You can't beat him up. He's too big to be beaten yeah. up. Yo, ex- everything. Come on, come on. Give me an excuse why Will Smith. Did well, and, I mean, he's a, he's a, I'd say Independence Day. That would be the one that really made him into a national icon that you can't really do anything to him for. God almighty. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess we can talk about the uh, elections in uh, my former home state, Ohio. I've lived in North Carolina a lot longer, a yeah. lot longer yeah. than I ever lived in Ohio. So Correct. Uh, I'm I'm able to um, uh, I'm no longer a a dual citizen. Yeah, I've, I've renounced my Ohio roots and sit because a, a, as much as North Carolina politics is annoying, as irritating as it is that this state has gotten redder and redder, Ohio st- Ohio went way redder, way faster than than North Carolina did. Yeah, and 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 now. The, the, the fact that uh, it's just considered uh, a Trump state, yeah, very simply beginning and end, is is just pathetic. It really is. It's it, it's just pathetic. And when you look at the map of what happened in Ohio on Tuesday in the uh, senatorial primary on the Republican side, it looks exactly like North Carolina. You have about three or four patches of blue and they're in the big cities they're in columbus they're in cleveland and they're in dayton and then the rest of the state which is made up of of many godforsaken counties just as this state is that you don't want to be in for more than 10 minutes you know they they give whoever is running and saying that they've got the trump endorsement in this case it was jd vance you know, he wins those counties 75 to 25. Cincinnati, um, so. Cincinnati has been established as pretty much just Western Kentucky extended, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's always been like, like a thing. Cincinnati, Jesus. That's right. Um, right. Uh, so uh, J.D. Vance, a guy whose campaign was dead three weeks ago until he got the magic touch from – from Donald Trump, and and I want you to to, to uh, uh, listen closely as to exactly why J.D. Vance ultimately got the endorsement of Donald Trump in that Ohio race. Okay, because mm-hmm. it's not what it seems. It isn't just about money here. Blah 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 blah. All right, because the guy who came in second, Josh Mandel 
who's just a dreadful piece of shit, just like Vance is. He's awful. There was a moment a few weeks ago where Josh Mandel's penis came up in an article. This was in Rolling Stone. Yeah. Uh, Trump was convinced that Josh Mandel had a weird penis. A weird penis. And and I guess maybe Donald Trump was, you know, projecting there because didn't Stormy Daniels say that Donald Trump had the mushroom penis? Mushroom penis. This is all making me extremely sick. This is the best weight loss ever. Right. So in the Rolling Stone article, it says the twice impeached former president spent a notable amount of time gossiping and laughing about the prominent Republican. This is Josh Mandel's penis and how, quote, fucking disgusting and fucking gross he allegedly was. And by the way, Josh Mandel on Twitter did deny that he has a weird penis. And then he attacked the guy who came in third, Matt Dolan, who is the uh, son of of the current owner of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Um, big money in, in that family. He's pissed at uh, Matt Dolan forever and would never even think of endorsing him at all because the Indians changed their name to the Guardians. Yeah. So you can't, you can't back him. So you're left with J.D. Vance, a guy who, in a more sane part of his life, that was five, six years ago, told the truth much in the same way that Ted Cruz did and Lindsey Graham did back then when you were just a primary candidate, that you were an unreliable, dishonest, thug piece of shit that should be banished from planet Earth, and you were a big anti-Trumper, and he, uh, he, he turned the corner, and there you go. So now, so now he's the candidate on the Republican side, and I... I am so hopeful. This is the last chance for Ohio to redeem itself. This will be a big race. This this will be a big race. This is the yeah. last chance for Ohio to redeem itself by following in its own footsteps, in its own footsteps, because the senator from Ohio right now who is in office in his what third or fourth term, Sherrod Brown, yeah. is a mainstream liberal Democrat. He is absolutely. absolutely, he's that guy. He is a, he's a old school Rust Belt union supporting absolutely. that kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And there's, 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 I think it's great. Now they need to have a second one of those because the Democratic candidate in Ohio running against J.D. Vance, the Trump backed candidate, is Tim Ryan, who yeah. is from eastern Ohio, from the Youngstown area. And has uh, maybe more blue collar cred than Sherrod Brown does. And if the argument, if the criticism, if the deficit in national democratic politics that filters down now across the country is that Democrats don't care about working people anymore, they gave up. They're just a party of San Francisco and Washington and New York, and they have no relationship now to working people. They have no idea what they go through. They don't give a shit about them. And the Republicans, that's the working class uh, party in this country. The Democrats used to be that, but they just lost it. They just don't they don't care. They don't understand that people care about crime. They don't care that people care about schools, that their kids. No, no, no. Sherrod Brown is not like that. No, neither is Tim Ryan. So. Neither are most most Democrats. Right. Neither are most. I'm just giving the the, the stereotypical shit that's uh, being thrown. It's it's the limousine liberal liberal narrative that they're going to dinner parties, eating foie gras and shit like that. Right. Right. Um, So this really does seem to be the, 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 the perfect experiment right now in what used to be the, uh, most important bellwether state in the in the country in presidential elections. You've heard it a billion times. No Republican ever wins the White House without winning Ohio. Yeah. It, it just doesn't happen. They can win Ohio and sometimes lose the race, but they can't win the race if they yeah. don't win 
Ohio. So here, here you go. And um, uh, uh, Tim Ryan's a much more experienced politician and, and campaigner and things. I mean, I, I find J.D. Vance to be just a, a, a tepid stiff yeah. who's, who's trying to do it. He grows a beard, okay? There it is. This has been noted not just by me. Yeah. But, you know, he was kind of a, a pudgy-faced yeah. blob yeah. Uh, all his life. But a few months ago, he decided that the look should be more like Don Jr., a tough guy, right. a manly man. So he grew a full beard. Remember, there was a time not that long ago, Britt, when no politician had a beard. It wasn't Correct. that long ago, was it? Yeah, it wasn't, no. It just wasn't. It's you were seen as being um, kind of dodgy or uh, less than honest if you had a beard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and someone would say, well, what about Abe Lincoln? Okay. Well, that was 150 years, years ago. <laughs> okay. And That's... razors weren't as good. It was easier not to show. That's why you don't see a lot of uh, anchors on your, on your evening news that have the beard. There's the old picture of JD. There he is. Yeah. Fresh-faced uh, little feller there, and then there's the one with the. Oh, let's see, you get a better shot of him. There he is with the, the beard. Defining him, I also think that this is going to be a great test of a lot of Democrats. Don't feel that their candidates are real brawlers that'll get down there and do some street fighting. I think Tim Ryan's the kind of guy. He's a he's a brawler. He'll get down there and he'll. I think also that's the other thing with uh, Fetterman over in Pennsylvania. Is like those guys. Those are guys that'll get down and they'll 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 do whatever it needs to be. You can call it getting down and dirty. You can call it getting in the mud. Whatever. Those guys will fight. They're fighters. So well, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of Democratic. Right. Uh, Fetterman's not the candidate yet. He may no, he's not. not but he, again, he's. It would be interesting to see if he ends up getting it because that's been even among a lot of Democratic voters is that the Democratic nominees don't get out there and, and fight. They don't get out there and brawl like they need to. So it would be interesting if, if Ryan does that. I think Ryan's the kind of guy that will do that. And then if Fetterman ends up getting the nomination, which is far from a done deal, if he's, he ends up doing that, I think he'll be the kind of guy that gets out there and does some street fighting. Right. See, the, the problem is when you say doesn't get out there and fight, doesn't get out there and brawl, because that's been um, taken over and redefined by Donald Trump, what that really means now, they don't get out there and lie enough. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think there's I think there's also like been a narrative that the Democrats are afraid to go negative uh, at a time when they need to go negative and the Republicans are better at it. Oh, no, well, negative I'm sooner. not worried about them going. I mean, uh, you should be because they have Joe been Biden, in the past. I, you know what? Joe, Joe Biden is going to go a lot more negative, I think, than you, you've seen him in a while. I, I hope so. so. I, that, I think that, that will. Happen. Yeah, that. That will uh, filter down. But you you have to say, at least in this moment, at this hour, um, a candidate who chose to do whatever it took to get Trump's endorsement in a state like Ohio did win a primary. Now, mm -hmm. I can give you nine reasons why it shouldn't be considered indicative of the whole country. It doesn't automatically mean that in North Carolina, Ted Budd is going to be the nominee here and beat Pat McCrory and, and Walker, but he surged in the polls. He's ahead now. And I'm sure in the Ted Budd campaign in North Carolina, they are happy as anything to see J.D. Vance do in Ohio what they hope to do in North Carolina. Um, but all that being said, hey, Babe, these are the conference finals. These ain't the finals. No. And so everything changes just because uh, in a, a primary where you get a small turnout, and it's always a small turnout in a primary. It wasn't that big in Ohio. Um, because there are people, apparently, and I don't know them. You probably know some who, say, in a state like Ohio, were sitting around for weeks and months thinking about candidates, who they were going to vote for, and they, they weren't quite sure. Sure. And then when Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance, they thought to themselves, my God, Show Donald Trump has shown himself to be, yeah. as J.D. Vance has said, the greatest president in the history of the country. So when the greatest president in the history of the country says you should vote for this person, 
they go vote for them. There it is. So the, now. Well, then, wait a minute. You find out the, the shocking news about Mandel's penis, and, of course, you only got to go one way. I mean, after you find that out, you're, 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 you're that in. That's dessert. That's dessert. That's dessert. <laughs> what the um, fuck? So there, there are mean? people that, that do that. So I, I think, I hope from afar, it will show that Trump still has this idiotic hold over enough of the party that in a multi-candidate primary – his endorsement can make the difference mm. uh, because I guess if you add up uh, uh, J.D. Vance's vote and add up the second place guy Mandel's vote, who also tried to suck up to Trump, you know, it's well over 50 percent. Mm-hmm. And then Dolan, the, the guy who said, I'm not sucking up to Trump and Trump didn't win the election. You know, he got in the, the low 20s. So, OK. Those people who did not vote for any of the Trumpy candidates in the primary in Ohio on Tuesday, that 20% of that electorate, are they just going to throw their hands up and say, no matter who it is, in this case, it's J.D. Vance, well, okay, I'll still vote for him, uh, even though in the primary, I knew he was full of shit, and I voted for the guy who said Trump is not the president, Biden's the president, but in the end, I can't vote for Tim Ryan. I can't possibly vote for it because that drove us crazy in the past because that's the the uh, the population doing exactly what stupid idiots in Congress do, yeah. which is behind closed doors or how shall I say, even in a primary, I might say I'm not voting for Trump or Trump's candidate. But then in public, in the general election, I come home. And I pretend I've got to vote Republican, no matter who it is, even if it's that Trump candidate that I had no interest in voting for in the primary, because it's it's still better to own the libs with someone I hate. Yeah. Than to vote for the lib, no matter what. Um, hasn't hasn't the narrative, though, in, in just in general, the midterm elections changed uh, because of what we know about the overturning of Roe versus Wade? And, and it's particularly in Ohio, it's been shown. It's going to be those suburban women that probably are going to decide a statewide election. It's going to be those suburban women in and around Columbus, in and around uh, Cleveland. And don't you just hammer that home if you're Tim Ryan? Don't you just ride that pony? Well, you may be right. Yeah. Everyone may be right about this. It's 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 too easy of a explanation. Occam's Razor. I think it's uh, – well, but hang on. Um, all women – all women are not for abortion on demand. Correct. Many of them are not. You, you see the polling. Yeah. If you want to go for the broadest number, yes, 70% of people in general, yeah. in general say that they shouldn't fuck with Roe versus Wade. All right? you, you use the most obnoxious language, abortion on demand, but yeah, go ahead, because <laughs> that's what they do when they, they throw right. these polls out. I understand. Um, or should abortion be legal Yeah, or not legal? 70% say it should be legal. That's what Roe versus Wade is. Meantime, for, for 40 years, they've been cutting around the edges to try to, to make it tougher and tougher and, and tougher. Um, I don't know. But it's it, hard. It's it's I, hard to tell. I, I, I also I just, think that though the polling does show that, that smart. I can't figure it out. I, I do think that women in, in general, I think when they poll them, are more likely to su- support abortion rights. Uh, you know, and particularly in these suburban women. And as you get younger and younger, it becomes a bigger thing. So, getting those millennials, those Generation Z women out to vote, that's going to be the big deal right there. That, if the Democrats can't do that, it's over. You know, turn out the lights. Party's over, as far as I can see. Yeah. That needs well, to happen in a, in a big, I big just, way. I, I, I've just given up. I'm loath to say that all people in X group think this way, so therefore they're going to be motivated, that whole group, to do what we want them to do yeah. because something that uh, just annoyed us obviously annoys everyone else too, and it isn't quite <laughs> – No, I wish it was like that. It just isn't quite that simple, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure – that the folks who've been working for 50 years to to have what happened happen um, are not sitting back 
thinking, well, we've uh, we finally gotten it done. Let's sit back and relax and rest on our laurels here. They're, they're not going to do that. And uh, we're 24 hours past the first time that we noted this, which is we've heard nothing from Trump about the uh, leaked draft of what could be uh, a five to four decision to overturn Roe versus Wade when the fact of the matter is Trump appointed uh, three of those five justices, two of them completely illegitimately. But that's not the ma- that's not the point. It's not no. relevant. Can't nope. discuss that. No. Not the point. Never happened. Because uh, all, you know, uh, Trump, the guy who would run around and say he invented the the vaccine to fight uh, COVID, you would take credit for that. He's not taking credit publicly, at least yet, either for J.D. Vance's victory in Ohio or for appointing the three justices who, of course, lied during their hearings and said they would respect the precedent of Roe versus Wade, various shades of lying. He's not taking credit for that. And it's curious Let's try to figure out why this is. The simplest explanation is the 70-30 number that we just talked about. Because in a general election, most of the people who vote don't want Roe versus Wade knocked out. So therefore, if you're a candidate for national office and you want to take credit for that, it may hurt you. That's pretty simplistic and stupid. So I'm, makes I'm, sense, though. It I'm, makes a lot know, of sense. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go with that, it, uh, although you know, maybe Trump thought that. But there's just something wrong. Come on. There is something wrong. This is a guy who, if he could, he would tweet out every morning, depending on what time of day the sun comes up, taking credit for the sun rising, if he could. Okay. Trump steaks, Trump wine, Trump sunrise. He'd do it if he could. And... Uh, Those three judges, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, and uh, Bart Kavanaugh, um, what? (laughs) You know, those are his babies. Those are his his children. And, um, I mean, by the way, I think at this moment it's actually smart for him not to do that. Yeah, but that's not him. But that he's not, that he's that's not usually lasts about a minute, right? He usually can't help himself. He's like a kid with um, he's in the he's the marshmallow test every time. Of if course. you if you wait to take the marshmallow, I'll give you a three. No, I want the one now. That's Trump. I'll take the one that's in front of me. That's there. That's him. Uh, so what is he? Uh, what is he waiting for here? What's what's the what's the angle? Maybe he's waiting for the rest of the month to pass through to have these other primaries occur, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. And if he, if he runs the table with his chosen candidates and then can uh, put it all together with uh, overturning Roe versus Wade, which would sound something like this. They all said they would do it. They never did. I did it. I did it. I got it done. Reagan, Never got it done. I right. got it done. I think the be, big losers that bad, when, even worse, even worse. I think the big losers when it comes to the JD Vance situation in Ohio, I think your big losers are Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and Tucker Carlson and Ted Cruz and anybody that was trying to run for president, trying to get some daylight, thinking that they might be the guy that the party is going to move on from because they're not ready to this are all they're not ready to move on from trump he's their boy i i think you even understated how bad it is yeah. for anybody who's out there because maybe this is strategically intelligent by trump to say nothing and let people like you just named kind of stew in their juices yeah mike pence yeah, there's a real pathway for mike pence to come for right yeah, there, there was before, but not now. No, there never was. Uh, but but you're right. This uh, re-cements Trump as the Republican Party. It's been Trumpified. Yeah. And, and enough that uh, any election involving a Republican... Uh, Trump may be able to to uh, change the 
outcome. Maybe but I, what I, I, I postulate, and, and it makes very clear um, in that, I think that New York Times profile, Tucker Carlson, he seems to be the one that's like best positioned out of all of them because he doesn't have the actual Trump stank on him. He has all of the Trump ideas. He has all the white nationalism with him, but he never actually buddied up to Trump. All the other yeah, guys but, did. Ah, but see, that's that's the problem. That doesn't work. Yeah. You can't the, the game. That, that was the whole DeSantis thing. Oh, he's he's Trump without the baggage, without being the asshole that Trump is. Well, that yeah. you just described Tucker Carlson that way. And Tucker Carlson has a lot of different baggage in, in different forms, um, besides the fact that he he doesn't have a, a, a public record in office. But uh, you know what happens when someone in media runs, you know, there are zillions of hours of recordings of what you've said and, and in the case of tucker carlson you only have to go back about two weeks and you probably have enough material to work with you don't have to go back 10 years he said this in 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 2014 you don't have to but they would um so that can be pretty problematic i would not i wouldn't count him in. i really think he's of the um, why, why would I do that? I can't afford the pay cut kind of guy. I think, Oh, he's I, I don't know if that's the deal at all. I think he's got, you know, especially with the money that he's inherited and everything else, he can go ahead and do whatever he wants to do. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's, that's the deal with that. But I, I had postulated on, on, on this podcast before that they have, that the Donald Trump, when he wants to endorse a candidate, there's a platinum package, there's a gold package and they just pay what they've, what they've been able to do. And it's been pretty well proven is they just dump money off at Merrill Argo. They just go down and they dump money off at the feet of the king, and that's how they end up getting the endorsements and currying favor with him. I think Ted Bund has done that. They've got all sorts of records of several candidates just spending tons of money down at Mar a Lago on nothing. Yeah. Very much like how they would spend money on that stupid hotel in Washington on nothing in order to curry favor with the king. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're getting these endorsements, and that's how they're keeping these endorsements and, and yeah. continuing to get, get his love. All right. Uh, I want to. Uh... I want to want to bring up a little. There's a, a big piece. It's front page Washington Post today about how John Roberts. Uh, he is going to get this investigated, <laughs> and he is going to find out who did who did the the spilling of the of the information, the draft yeah. of of the and 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 this this is just terrible. Within what twenty four hours, yeah. it had to be investigated. Here is my question, sir. It's been about two months, at least, since we first learned that one of your cohorts, Clarence Thomas, had definitely some kind of relationship with someone, his wife, who was intimately involved with what happened on January 6th. And then Clarence Thomas cast two votes, two votes in the Supreme Court that essentially went against all the other justices, eight to one decisions that were very Trumpy decisions by him, that Trump didn't have to turn over the materials, right? Those kind of decisions. And John Roberts hasn't said a word. There's no evidence that there's any kind of investigation or an attempt to discipline or make Thomas recuse himself, encourage him to recuse himself, because you can't make a Supreme Court justice do anything. They mm-hmm. are above the law. As That's you know. true. That's exactly but, right. But I would I would submit to you. As an objective observer from thirty thousand three hundred and twelve feet above. That. The conflict of interest, the corruption of Clarence Thomas. Is much more damaging to the Supreme Court and to our system of government and to rule of law than the leaking of a draft of a a possible decision coming forth in a couple of weeks. It's just, I don't think there's any comparison to it. And the fact that nothing, nothing is being done in the direction of Clarence Thomas is a disgrace Mm. by John Roberts or disgrace of John Roberts. So um, and this isn't a what about ism. This isn't a, Mm-mm. it's not that at all. 
it's not that at all. You go ahead, investigate the leak, find out who it is, cast them aside. Uh, they will never work in the legal profession. Again, they can go to medical school and become a corrupt doctor, a, a dishonest doctor or something other some other. <laughs> a dishonest doctor. Uh, so, uh, but, 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 you, but the, you've also heard that the ideas of uh, that, that this is some lefty clerk that did this, that don't be so sure about that. That kind of is a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. That now, for, first of all, you don't you don't know because I guess it it could be it could be someone that's associated with uh, one of the four or five conservative justices who, right. who wanted it out there to uh, put them in the position. That's correct. Of of uh, not being able to flip flop. That's it. Not being able to actually weigh the evidence and think a little bit harder about it and then come to a final decision. Not so, not allowed to do that because, yes. look, you already said, and you know what this is equivalent to? This is a uh, Joe Biden lied because he said he'd, he'd, uh, he would have gotten rid of COVID by last spring. He lied about it. Right. Fauci, they actually lied about it, right? Right. Um, no. No. That's that's the theory. I think there's a lot of people that are saying this is some lefty that got wanted to motivate Democrats, but I think there's it's just as likely, if not more, that it's some conservative who did exactly what you said. They wanted to lock these conservatives in on the opinion and not have anybody change between now but and June when the thing comes out. But I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it does at all. And I I, I think, um, to to be fair, and they don't deserve it at this point. To be fair to to Supreme Court justices at this. You know these conservatives. Um, they do have the ability, I think, to think, and I do think that they do have the ability to hear. They're not all deaf, are they? They're not. They're not deaf. It's just, they just seem that way, right? Um, that you know, there are a couple different compromise paths that they can take in this decision, which. I, I can't explain them right now, but you know how they they can they can make it so that Roe versus Wade isn't overturned, but the decision in in Mississippi in that you know that some level of that can stand, and these these fucked up little states can still do their bullshit, but in general the procedure is still legal. Yeah, and, and, and there's a there is a way to do that. Sure, and if you're born in Arkansas or West Virginia, sorry. I mean, right. if you're a woman with a, and your ovaries happen to land in one of those places, uh, right. oops. You know, I, I, I just think that the 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 logic that's used by Justice Alito, in at least what we've seen that he he wrote, just doesn't stand up to reality. And I guess from Again, 30,319 feet. This all gets down to, are we allowed to delegate constitutional rights that cannot be repealed in any area after the original Constitution was written? Is everything that came after that subject to review? Because it doesn't ma- it does not matter if the founding fathers didn't think of it. God damn it. Then you just made that shit up and, and we don't like it. And the politics that we bring to the court, which we don't acknowledge while we're being interviewed in front of the country, we lie about it. But once we get in there, you know, Alito and, and, and Thomas, those are the two oldest mm-hmm. uh, conservatives. They've, they've been buddying up, I guess. They've been plotting and scheming and just hoping that what happened happened, which is they would get three more, just like mm-hmm. them, they mm-hmm. would think, that would overturn Roe versus Wade. This is decades long. It's a it's a it's a project. Now they would never admit it, but it has been, and they've been part of it. Um, but when Alito says there was just absolutely nothing even alluded to about abortion in the Constitution, nor is there anything about a right to privacy in the constitution and for people to kind of make it up out of whole cloth using the 14th amendment which came after the civil war to uh, establish constitutional rights that uh, white people had for black people um 
but because the founding fathers who just they just weren't thinking about abortion so the word abortion is not in the constitution then roe versus wade is just shit um the phrase that the phrase that pays is rooted in history if that's going to be the majority opinion that's one of the most frightening fucking things i've ever heard in my life that there's no there's no abortion that's rooted in history in this and I, I i don't know where you get that i don't know how that becomes a precedent i don't know how that ends up in a legal document i think it's even worse than that it, when i say that it's because he is leaning on the fact that yes it wasn't mentioned in the constitution of course it wasn't but abortion was he's you talk about pining for the good old days back when america was supposedly great uh, i believe just about every state up into the 20th century had laws against abortion every state every state and then you know uh, state by state they started to loosen it through the 20th century but it was never thought of as a a, an idea for a a federal constitutional amendment almost until 1970 or so and then in three years bam yeah somebody thought equal protection equal protection was a good idea Right. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, an, an Alito anticipates what we're saying. He anticipates it and wants you to know that it's only abortion. It's the only thing that he thinks is in such a special category of scorn that it cannot be justified at any level by any decision, including Roe versus Wade and ones that came after that and don't worry we're, we're not going to do all these other social issues and these other rights oh, oh, the, it stops here civil rights oh, acts oh, voting oh, rights it stops right uh, here but but the, it, it doesn't work that way because no, there no. are groups of people in this country who are against everything and they will bring lawsuits and they will get state legislators, Republicans in these states to start passing these kinds of laws so that they can be tested up through the court system, which has already been corrupted by Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump to a degree that nobody thought possible. And so next thing you know, you're going to have cases about same sex marriage, about what was it, loving versus Virginia. Yes, that was the, the uh, racial marriage. If you think about the loving decision, could one not say, well, there was no nothing rooted in history that allowed interracial marriage to happen? We can't find that in the United States That's history. Right. You so know. Why would you not say that? Well, not, not only that, Clarence Thomas, who's married to a white woman, how's he going to vote on that one? How is he going to vote on that? Huh? I am, I am dissolving. It's going to be what's the matter with Clarence Thomas? He just See, voted against his own interests to satisfy the right wing. Well, that's how that's how he gets out of this situation with the insurrection and Jenny Thomas being involved with the insurrection. He dissolves his own marriage. I said I never should have been married to her. It was wrong. It was nothing rooted in American history. And uh, I'm done with her. That's it. That's the end of the, the end of the story. I mean, you, you look if it only can be that what was written in 1787 in that period if that's it, it time just stops there a thousand years from now it'll still be what was originally written. it doesn't matter nothing nothing can change there is no such thing as a permanent precedent that needs to be respected then you really do have to think about brown versus board of education going by the you really do sure you you really have to start thinking about these these uh landmark progressive moves for the country and wonder whether it's all it's all on the line now and the fact that alito goes out of his way to say yes it'll just be abortion means of course it won't just be Abortion. Of course it won't just be abort. Why would it be? If you got this victory, you you are feeling 20 feet tall today. Absolutely, you are. This is a chance to go for everything. For every for public education itself, maybe. Yeah. This you can't think of a topic <laughs> that might not be subject to revision in reverse.
Oh, gun on gun ownership. That's that's sacrosanct. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to anybody that's got a gun. We're only going to expand that. We can't. Yeah. Well, well, I I think what it would be is that all gun laws are invalid. Yeah. The Second Amendment said. Yeah. Whatever they want to interpret it as, the most no state no state can regulate guns in any way, right. shape, or form. It's over. Right. You have to be given one at birth. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's why this is a big deal. But I just wonder, in a country where now Ukraine is about the fifth story on the network news, yeah, where it very often is at 45 minutes past the hour on cable after they've gone through all these other things. Um, whether this can sustain, I wonder. Of course, this will be the subject of political campaigns, not just nationally, but locally. So maybe it will. This, this may be, they, they really did bite off more here than they are going to be able to chew on this uh they may have gotten what they think is a temporary victory here and you know what's you know you know what could solve this in in in, in a second almost which is some billionaire some lefty billionaire saying guess what you need an abortion dial 1-800 and we'll send a private plane to you no matter where you are in the country we'll take care of it it's going to cost me you know uh $3 billion a year, whatever the number is. Right. And, and I'm not going to stand by. And, let me, and, and here's the, okay, ready? George Soros. <laughs> That's great. George Soros. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the new NetJets. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, uh, one, one, one more thing. I just want to mention, in Ohio on Tuesday, this guy, Max Miller, won the primary to uh, be the Republican in one of the congressional elections. And you're probably not familiar with the name. You no reason to be Max Miller, but he entered the race last year when Anthony Gonzalez, Ohio state football hero who had uh, occupied a seat as a Republican in Ohio for about four or five terms was uh, pretty popular, but he voted to impeach Donald Trump. And uh, that was the end of his career. He decided he wanted to spend more time with his family because uh, he couldn't handle the death threats and all the other stupidity that goes along with going against the mafia king. Uh, so the seat was open, and this guy, Max Miller, says, I'll take it. Max Miller, uh, a very qualified person to be a congressional representative, Max first came to the attention of the Republican Party when he worked in the, that's right, the Donald Trump 2016 campaign, kind of as a gopher goofball. And uh, he, he moved up the ranks over and over and over again. He was a suck-up, and he got a temper. He's got a temper like Mike Tyson, okay? And he had a relationship with Stephanie Grisham, the White House press secretary, and she charges in her book, that he, how shall we say, it got a little bit violent with her. Right. Well, that, that sounds exactly like the kind of qualification that Donald sure. Trump would love. Yep. Would love. And, uh, you know, Miller is, you want to talk about uh, born with, he didn't, he didn't find himself born with one silver spoon in his mouth. No. He was born with two, two of them. I mean, he, com he comes from such big money. He comes from the uh, Forest City the uh, Forest City uh, Enterprises fortune. Um, and uh, Forest City was this giant real estate thing in Cleveland. There used to actually be, when I was a kid, lived in that area, there were these, there were these uh, lumber store, Forest City. Well, they got way beyond that, and they owned apartment buildings and shopping centers and the rest, and they sold it a couple years ago to some private equity company for billions and billions. Of, so that's who this guy is, okay? He's a near-do-well Trump suck up with no visible skills who had a police record uh, through high school, you know, longer than, uh, you know, Billy, the kid, you know, just, right. just a horrible human being, just dreadful. And uh, he won 
on Tuesday also. So this is another Trumpy candidate that Trump pushed through to a nomination. Now, Trump's not going to take credit for that, but maybe he will when he does his uh, uh, gang end zone dance over the Roe versus Wade repeal that's ahead and, and the uh, endorsements that he's winning. But th- that's just another name that that, that uh, kind of pops up here. And there, there are a few other around the country. So, yeah. Uh, you got to play whack-a-mole. Yeah, you're playing whack-a-mole with these guys. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're out there. And Tr- Trump has basically, he has infected the politics of this country. The only question is, are we going to stand up to it? and make sure that it doesn't go any further than it's going right now. Um, and re- remember, uh, it's hard to, to not just walk and chew gum at the same time, but we also have to juggle and we also have to play hopscotch here because of the multiplicity of, of events that are happening. We're even forgetting that, you know, next month, month after, you're going to have the hearings. You're going to have the hearings about Trump. Does this make his endorsements better or, or worse going forward? Because it looks like Trump, for instance, he's going to get his ass kicked in Georgia, right? Brian? Yeah, that's, he's getting killed. Yeah, David Perdue's gonna, getting killed. He's going to get killed on that. So maybe the reason we haven't heard Trump crow about what happened in Ohio and what happened with the Supreme Court is he's formulating some bullshit to try to figure out how to lie about the fact that he endorsed the loser david purdue who helped be the loser just two years ago right so you're 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 a two-time loser uh going with trump if you're if you're david purdue in in georgia so that's that's not going to look good but he'll either ignore it he'll excuse it so will his people it won't mean anything you know he's he's i'll give him that he's very good at lying about why he fails 